Okay, let's try talking into the microphone this time. <laughs> if we can. It's just as an experiment. <laughs> yeah, unless you've got your ice cream, in which case don't Yeah, talk well, into I'll the... put it back in the freezer for now, thanks very much. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Hello. Jerry and Scarlet show. This is my wife, Scarlet. And this is my first husband, Jerry. First husband. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. First... <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice bit of information to pick yeah. up there. Uh, yeah, so let's get straight on to this week's reviews. Yeah, we're talking yeah. Ted Lasso. Yeah. We are talking The Covenant. And we are talking Without Sin. Yeah, so we've got what, two series there and one film. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we crack straight on with, uh, as soon as that train's gone, we are yeah, outside because yeah. the weather's still brilliant. Uh-huh. So we and thought we'd carry on. Why not? Yeah, it didn't really interrupt it too much last time, so we thought we'll test it again and see. Um, People okay, like so, trains going through podcasts, don't yeah, they? Yeah, it's quite exciting. Maybe our USP, you know. Okay, well, who's that Who's that guy on uh, Instagram that does all the train stuff? What's his name? I don't know. I think you might have a different Instagram right. following. People like, than me. People like trains is what I'm saying. Okay, uh, but they also okay. like Ted Lasso. They Look do at that also like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is hugely exactly. popular. Ted Lasso is now in its third season, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to delve into. So, in the 12 episodes, third season of Ted Lasso, the newly promoted AFC Richmond faces ridicule as media predictions widely pegged them as last in the Premier League. And Nate, now hailed as quote-unquote the Wonder Kid, has gone to work for Rupert at West Ham United. Right, so this is the third series of the comedy, which was originally, I believe, based on a sketch from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Jason Sudeikis in the, the Coach role of... Beard. Yeah, and Coach Beard. Mm-hmm. Um, look, there's some lovely, brilliant characters in this, but you can always tell when a sketch has got enough mileage in it to have mm-hmm. a series, let alone three series like this. And also their uh, compatibility, their sort of likability between the pair of them is just that epic. Oh yeah, the, the chemistry's there. Sudeikis. I think it's cool when, when a show like this can happen. I mean, look, it's actually quite a done comedy trope in a sense the americans mm. not understanding soccer ball and all that kind of thing and that's yeah. that's all it is really uh-huh. it is a sketch but it's there's something really nice about ted lasso and i think that's what we keep saying this to people don't we like it's just nice tv and i think sometimes yeah. that's what people want is something that's like it is funny it is funny yeah there's good there's good storylines in it as well mm-hmm. there's genuine laughing moments, great actors good characters really funny comedy cast but like mm-hmm. good uh, dramatic moments and mm-hmm. stuff as well but not it's not heavy in any way is it no um, in this series though we were a bit worried we obviously reviewed this earlier in the in our series uh-huh. we had a talk about we did because I was a bit worried about this season to be honest yes with you. and I, I didn't thoroughly enjoy the beginning of this season I thought it was good but not nearly as good and um I think so. There was big. There's a big difference, I think, between this season and the first season. One of the major differences is the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So from the first season, now let's actually play a game, right? Okay. Um, so first season. Well, first of all, can I just say what I was worried about? Why? Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. yeah, because I, because it is so nice and it is almost sickly sweet at times, <laughs> isn't it? Everyone's kind of lovely. The drama. There's no real. There's a couple of pantomime villains in it, really. I mean, it is just a bit lovely. And I thought, how much of that? can we take because mm. Ted's such a nice guy and I was also worried about him the fish out of water thing after a while he is supposed to be an intelligent guy can he <laughs> still not know who Wolverhampton Wanderers are and stuff like that but I think they really dealt with that really well with some some geeking a bits this year it was a bit more in depth wasn't it yes but, but they did do some big changes and you're right the time length was a major one yeah so uh first season was fairly solidly on the 30 minute mark yeah um they kept it between 29 minutes and 33 minutes for the entire season um and bear in mind this is on a streamer so they're not on a they're not on a hard deadline so yeah between 29 minutes and 33 minutes yeah second season what do you think they went to from there 
So it was the first one was 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. Did they jump up to 40s? Did they, did they do so that? interestingly, the second season seemed a bit more flexible. It went from 30 minutes to 49 minutes. Wow. So that's quite a, a difference variance, of 20 it? minutes, which is, f- I think there's a bit of a problem if I'm with, if I'm being completely honest with that. There's somebody you quite there's... enjoy watching an episode and you're like, you know, in your head, the timing of it, you're like, it's probably the episode's winding up now. Whereas that would, that would uh, wrong foot you, wouldn't it? Because you'd be feeling it's wrapping up and then there'd be a whole other like act. Yeah, I think, I think it's more the, um, I think a lot of um, scripts need a right good edit. Yeah. And if you've got the blueprint of being told you've got a certain number of pages, that you might need to cut it back to, then it's not going to be flabby. It's going to be tight. It's going to be racy. It's going to have loads of jokes in it, especially comedies. Then if you can't make a 30-minute a, a script when it's supposed to be a 30-minute script, I feel someone is not being told no enough in the edit. Yeah. <laughs> so to have it from flexing from 30 minutes to 49 minutes for me is a bit of a red flag, but I still enjoyed season two. So, you know, yeah, take that Yeah, I didn't actually up. notice it myself. Yeah. Fair, but you're right, it's and quite then, then we hit season three, right? And what do you think the timings were roughly in season three? Um, well, it felt it was surprisingly longer, but yeah. I only really noticed it towards the end when they were getting more done dramatically. Yeah, obviously. so it ranges in season three from 43 minutes, which is quite by far the shortest ones, I think, to 78 minutes right okay yeah so i mean that movies Uh uh-huh yeah which is a bit wild um and i don't think it necessitated that if i'm being completely honest i think there was some flabby episodes in season three however there was also some utterly beautiful ones yeah so i think maybe if they'd had a re-look at the whole thing maybe they might have been able to cut some yeah do you know what i think there is something ultimately i think it's quite a special show it is it really is i loved it i don't want to take yeah. that away from it yeah because it's it's like i mean look it's on a platform not many people have apple tv there isn't mm-hmm. loads to, to drag them there but this is the one that people do talk about and mm-hmm. you just think like if this was on netflix or prime or whatever it would be apple tv's killing it now though i know i know you're like, right there is loads yeah, of great stuff on yeah, it but it's, yeah. it's not the one it's not a dominator of the market like netflix mm. is or like yeah, our yeah, iPlayer yeah, yeah, uh-huh. access to that so you think like this is a kind of show that would that is doing really well in spite of it not being on the most watched platform mm. and i think it's just it's got lovely characters in it there is there's what we call there is a lot of what we call northwest crapologues isn't it where someone <laughs> starts off with like when i was growing up me dad and, and there's always something about yeah, me dad yeah, yeah, like yeah. this and like we mentioned this especially the character jamie tart jamie tart yeah, he, he gets a lot football of superstar. really good ones yeah, yeah my dad yeah. never cared about me so i just got on with it got on with my life and then one day i found him dead and there's all these one of these yeah, kind of, uh, it yeah. don't matter and i found like won't be dad none of that's it's really only jamie tart isn't it yeah he, he, it. he, he gets, gets a, a couple of seasons but yeah um so yeah so overall we loved it generally speaking i yeah. think uh, i think it was i think it was really 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 good and a really lovely antidote to what's coming next <laughs> yeah okay well give me give me your ratings first for that because i mean first of all i don't want to sound down on it because i was a wee bit kind of apprehensive what do you do with this very sweet character ted lasso mm-hmm. but actually they did add loads of stuff into oh, yeah. it and the big question mark is have they decided to finish it off mm-hmm. or is there going to be another series i mm-hmm. think a lot of people kind of feel like it's done like leave it there it's quite nice but having watched the last episode i do feel like it's set up for another one it's, it's certainly set up for a pivot off. yeah yeah which i think I is a think really smart thing every all the cast and all the interviews that i've certainly read and seen um, they are suggesting that Coach Lasso, Ted Lasso himself, is done. His storyline is done. Right. Um, and I think Jason Sudeikis has said that himself. 
Um, but that there are openings, certainly within that final um, rundown, that would suggest that perhaps the girls might get a, a spin off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Keely and uh, what's Hannah Waddington's character? Victoria? No. I don't know. Oh, it's Jessica? Gone. No. It's gone. It's gone. She anyway. just owns a club. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so they deserve a very, uh, very awesome spin off, I think. Would you be great? It's yeah, just. It's nice. really there fun. is some mad things in it, like um, mm. people going from Kit. You know, kit boy to managers of clubs, and then back to kit boy. And all yeah. Kind of, there's a lot of mad stuff, and then there's, and then there's some things that uh, I don't think Premiership footballers would actually go and say in real life. A lot of that. But, yeah. yeah a lot of that. But you know what? It yeah. adds to it being nice, and there is still drama, and you still very much care about the characters. Yes. And I would actually like to see more, ah. but maybe not the Ted Lasso story. I think yeah. that does feel yeah. as much as I love him and Jason Sudeikis Let's is brilliant. Get in it. The girls out. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Right. Okay. So you're rating okay. for that then? I'm giving that four out of five. Yeah, I think, Joe, you know I'm going to go four and a half because I think there's going to be so many people out there that this will end up being their favourite show. I think yeah. there's not a lot like it at the moment. Yeah, it's So I'm really going to go special. four and a half for okay. that one. Yeah, that's fair. Cool, right. Next up, it is the uh, The Covenant. Covenant. Not the 1984 Covenant, not Chase Crawford's 2006 Covenant, nor Clint James' 2017 Covenant. This is yeah. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. There is a lot of Covenants, There's isn't it? I remember when it came out going like, oh, is this like an old film that they've got on Prime? That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a remake of one of those. Um, it's not. It's the, it's the fourth The Covenant, as far yeah. as the IMDb can show. Um, and Do you remember you were saying like, it's Guy Ritchie's Covenant? I was like, well, that's because like he's pretty much written and directed it yes. you're like oh I thought that was just them trying to get their name like in there you know, like Quentin yeah. Tarantino is, but Quentin Tarantino wrote it and directed it uh-huh. I don't know if he feel, I think he co-wrote this The Covenant yeah he I co-wrote believe. it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's also because there is all those other names yeah, in there so I think that's actually to be perfectly honest with you the, the main reason it's yeah the practicality of having to say uh, yeah. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant um, so yeah it's a bit um, of a Guy Ritchie fest on Prime at the moment, isn't it? They've got all these old films are on there. And yeah. then uh, Operation Rudiger is on there. But uh, give us the rundown of okay. The Covenant then. So give us a synopsis. So, dur- it's very short. Yeah. During the war in Afghanistan, a local interpreter risks his own life to carry an injured sergeant across miles of gruelling terrain. Yeah, that'll, that- that'll do, yeah. yeah. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Dar Salim and Anthony Starr. And I believe it is based on, I don't think it's based on specifically one a single story, but I think it's based on a lot of experiences of... Yeah, it's not, it's a fictionalised... A fictionalisation of what happened with these translators in, you know, in Afghanistan who helped the army, the Allied forces there, and the uh, NATO forces there, and and uh, a lot of them were left, you yeah, know, with, yeah. like, with which, promises fulfilled to get them out of there. I which, think is why this is so hard-hitting, because... Hmm. It really is brutal. Um, it is the complete opposite to Ted Lasso. Um, it's really a bit. It's an incredible story of of. Um, it's a hero story, really. Mm. Um, but um, it's also the complete. You say it's opposite to Ted Lasso. It's also the complete opposite to Operation Fortune, Rudiger. Yeah, yeah. Amazing for Guy Ritchie to have these two films out. Obviously, maybe because of COVID and stuff like that, that there's been a bit uh, of a build up with these things. But that was so such fun, such a, almost kind of slapstick in. action, yeah, yeah. Uh, quips and stuff like that. And this is much more gritty, Black Hawk Down feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like they're in danger. It feels like they're, there's a lot of kind of dark mm-hmm. anger in it, and there's mm-hmm. a real kind of hero story in it. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it. 
and I think I've just I'm probably old guy Richie and apology really I know he watches the show and because uh, I, I was expecting something I kept talking about like the maturity of filmmaking now which is just so arrogant for me to say that but you know what you think about Lockstock you think about these almost uh-huh. juvenile kind of well, company films and here's these two different movies one's an action comedy yeah, yeah, and this yeah. one's like a gritty uh-huh. like, kind of full on action drama mm-hmm. and they're both fantastic in completely yeah. different ways and yeah, they don't yeah. feel necessarily like Guy Ritchie like, films in the way that a Tarantino film is. That's what's weird about They're him. Just good movies. Calling, I think maybe that's maybe the problem with him calling it a Guy Ritchie film, is that actually it's it's almost a, not a disservice because I'm not saying that Guy Ritchie films are bad. It's just that that would suggest that it's in the lock stock mm. sort of genre, and he it's not. It's um, yeah, yeah and, but in the same way that Rose Guerra's not either. Like he's just yeah, he's really he, he's, uh, yeah done incredible things do you know uh, one so- thing i would say like even when you know like sherlock when he made the, um, the sherlock oh, yeah. Holmes film uh-huh. like there was this you know i've got my bee in the bonnet there's a certain shot you see in like movies mm. and stuff and, and series and it was in citadel and the camera oh, starts yeah. off upside down so we we open up and the camera's upside down and it usually rotates into the action and you're like there's no need for it it doesn't mean anything you all end up cocking your head for no reason uh-huh. and it's different if you use it because the characters in which in this case the covenant Mm-hmm. in the covenant he wakes up and he is upside down and there's like an upside down scene yes. and it's slowly re- and you're like and it makes sense it well, has yeah. a meaning it's not just for no reason and yeah. even in sherlock you had one where he's watching sherlock running down the street and it bends underneath and then pans and it doesn't mean anything no whereas covenant and rudiger none of that nonsense is in there every shot mm-hmm. means something yeah. is. so i guess that's what i mean by the styles change yes. i really really like it yeah yeah no definitely and it's it's not sentimental either i think they could easily fall into sentimentality in this film um because it is such a um yeah a, a, a sad story really like in terms of knowing what's going on currently for um afghan interpreters uh, that yeah that a lot of them are, have still been left there yeah. and and, yeah. and are um facing these really really difficult um decisions and really difficult lives with their families should be added um and uh yeah so it's yeah it's really it's a hard watch but it's it's brilliant my only criticism i think of this film is that it focuses a little bit too much on jake gyllenhaal's journey when he's back home it's a focus on his depression and how sad he feels about having left him behind and I would actually prefer the flip on that mm. a bit of that but also to see how Dar Salim's character is surviving and where he's going with and like mm. more on him at that point because he's the one in, he's in active danger at that point and his family yeah. and oh and his family and he's very he's got just got a baby yeah. um and uh you see a bit of it but I think that was the only thing that I felt a little bit robbed of at that See, time. See, I quite like that because it was about the guilt. You know, the covenant was about, you know, there's an unwritten agreement. This guy saved your life. And do you I know just what I mean? felt it was a wee bit Western. It was like, oh, yeah. look at us struggling in our big fancy houses that, yeah, like, you know, we've got that. a bit of the guilt. And this poor guy's like, you know, struggling. I, I liked it because when they, the action it was so good and I think like when mm. he came when they do come back after all that angst and what have you like it's so tense because of it because you're, yeah. you're worrying about these people and I, look, I thought the action was incredibly well put together I think Jake uh, Gyllenhaal is one of those people you know now makes really good decisions you Gillen, changed what should I say Gyllenhaal I thought it was Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal 
Gillen Hall? Is, it is Gillen You're right, Hall, it, is, it? it is a double A. Yeah. It's, it's, Jake makes great choices. Yeah. Jake, our pal Jake. And Darcy Lim. Excellent choices. And I think he might get an Oscar for this. Really, he could do, actually. It and really I think Darcy Lim will almost certainly get a supporting one for this. He ought to if he does. Well, I thought it was really. Now, you know, you're right. I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, right, okay, go for your uh, your rating. What are you going to go for? Four and a half. It's almost perfect. I'm going to see four, and I'm feeling a bit guilty about it. Um, yeah, I just think like it's an action film. It's great. I would really recommend it to everyone. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's a, a hard watch, though. but it's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't rewatch it because it is yeah. hard to watch because it is um, really sad and and because it's still unfolding. I think that's the worst part. Yeah, is that you're watching it knowing that this is happening to people right now, not the main crux of the story, but the actual background mm-hmm. of the story. Um, that they, there are these interpreters in hiding at the moment. Like that is that's yeah. awful. Anyway. Well, the train's come down. I think we could use the train as a as noise to move, to, us, to on. move us on. Yeah, because so, it actually come every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So our next one is, is it Without, Without Sin? Without Sin, which is on ITVX. Um, this, uh, you haven't watched this one. No, I watched okay. this one so alone while you in. were away. So this is a four-part drama, psychological thriller. Without Sin explores the relationship which develops between a grieving mother and the man she believes murdered her daughter. When contacted by Restorative Justice, who's a group, um, and in an attempt to move on, Stella and Paul, so the mum and dad, reunite to listen to a taped recording of Charles, who they believe wants to atone for his sins and apologise for murdering their daughter. Whoa. So it Ted is... Lasso would tell her just to forgive him. Uh-huh. No problem. This is not Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's not. Is this it? is very dark. Um, it's starring Vicky McClure and her real-life best friend, Johnny Harris, another This Is England alumni, oh, um, and another This Is England alumni, Perry Fitzpatrick. Um, so the old gang back together. They really are. It will not surprise you to know that this is filmed, um, acted, uh, written in Nottingham. Oh, so cool. that, I think that's probably why a lot of the, the gang got back together. Um, and uh, it's very dark. I mean, any drama involving the main characters outliving their child is going to be incredibly emotional um, and hard-hitting, and it is. But Vicky McClure, um, in fact, all of those uh, are brilliant in this. The, the cast is really excellent. Um, her character is totally lost, grieving, struggling to cope uh, three years on where the story picks up. Um, she's working as an Uber driver, trying to sort of avoid life by just living in the dark, you know, uh, working at night. Um, and her husband has been able to move on, obviously he's still traumatised by it, but has been able to move on, has a new partner, um, and his life seems to be in a fairly good situation. Um, and the story really develops and kind of twists um, through uh, halfway through, so that it's just, well, I mean, quite, quite quickly actually, so that it's entirely not what you're expecting. Um, and it's just, really, it's really good. Um, it's, I think it's their, it's her production company actually. So this is their oh, wow. first foray into sort of getting something going from the ground up, and I think she's done a brilliant job with it. I think Vicky McClure is heading very steadily towards national treasure status. Oh yeah, she? big time. <laughs> she's yeah. just so such she's a certainly Midlands national treasure already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. go regional first. Uh-huh. Don't you? Oh, hundred yeah, percent. She's hundred percent regional. Yeah. She's got what's the, what do they call it? The key of the town, or whatever. I'm sure she's probably got that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. And uh, no, but just like you, you just she's another uh, performer that you just know is like makes good decisions with the parts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And regardless of the overall standard of the production, she'll always like no. shine in Left it. it. And I yeah. don't just mean like she shines in a bad thing. She 
and a good thing oh, as yeah. well. Which and she'll lift it, whatever yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. she'll lift it. I mean, this doesn't need lifting. It's an excellent script that mm. she's obviously helped with, um, I would suspect, from, from the start, from the get-go, and has been quite flexible with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and he's brilliant as well. And they have incredible chemistry, all, all of them. And how many um, episodes? Four. It's only a four-parter. Right. So and it's, did you feel uh, each one was very Moorish then? So it kind of, like, because that... No, because it's heavy. It's not something I would say. It's not a binge watcher. Um, I spread it out over a week. I think I did one a night and filtered in something really banal like like Selling Sunset or, you know, when you struggle with something heavy and then go to bed, don't you? (laughs) Lots of people like that, I suppose. So I like something light after it. So I didn't binge it. Um, But I mean, you could. And if that's your thing, you absolutely can, obviously. But they're. um, But it's heavy. But it is quite heavy um, and very character driven. So it's quite nice to ruminate it's on it. It's heavy, a bit. but did you feel it, it, it deserved that? Because yeah, I do sometimes absolutely. feel like you watch something and it's like needlessly like just trauma after trauma. And you're it's like, it's not that at all. The story doesn't do it, but this hangs well. Yeah, it? yeah. Because it's actually, it's not, it's just the one trauma. You know, and you know from the outset that it's about the murder of her daughter yeah. that happened in their house. So you know that that's the big thing that starts it all off. And actually, the rest of it is uncovering local. Um, crimes and the fact that her daughter had a secret life mm. um, that she wasn't aware of which I think is all of our fears yeah. <laughs> that your teenage child has something going on that you two not know about so there is other things at play you know psychologically speaking um, and yeah parental um, parental fears yeah. sort of in there and yeah so it's it's really strong it really uh, th- is this, strong. this kind of plot line is what I call like the reverse Disney you know like Disney yeah. obviously tries to reach out to kids mm-hmm. by Killing, the Killing off the only thing that they care about, the wee selfish buggers in life, which is like a parental figure has to die early mm-hmm. on for them to go, oh, that's really sad. Yeah. Or someone gets their birthday forgotten. Those yeah. are the two things oh, they yeah, can yeah, do yeah. them. Uh-huh. And then the reverse thing, obviously, for parents mm-hmm. is that loss of a, of a you know a child. Can, mm-hmm. That is the psychological thriller for adults. So yeah. that, that sounds yeah. fantastic. Well, yeah. Okay, so do you want to give us a rating for that then? What did I say? Four out of five. You said four out of four five. Four out of yeah. five. And I'll double it. So we'll double it for eight out, eight out of five. Fantastic. There you go. We did for eight out of five. Right, okay. Uh, next week, I don't know what we fancy and then I've, I've quite like um, seeing where we're going with this. I kind of fancy some more movies for next week. Yeah, I yeah. think we'll do movies next week. Although we have actually a really good heads up. Uh, Barry has got another oh, series yeah. which is about mm. the hitman who ended up in an acting class and mm. uh, tries to balance his life. It is a dark, dark, dark comedy mm, mm. but absolutely phenomenal. One of my favourite series of all time and yeah. I hadn't realised the current series had been going on yeah. so I think maybe we might get through a bit of that and give that a I review. I might watch The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> you might be having a very different week. Yeah, <laughs> and um, also Barbie and my two picks for the week so those two sound very exciting we might have to negotiate about that but in the meantime (laughs) thank you for joining us keep an eye out for the next episode please do uh, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube and consider uh, helping us out on Patreon if you fancy it but thank you very much thank you see you soon bye hello